jump in it and talk about this article, which we'll include with the, the episode, but it talks about the 10 most anticipated RPGs for 2022 if supply chain holds up. Right. And I mean, like you said, January, I mean, I, I like to think that one of the benefits of the TTRPG world is it moves a bit uh-huh, slower, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. You know, you can't you can't just get DLC uh-huh. that easily. I mean, depends. So, yeah. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a previous podcast, everybody. It's a call that a callback. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> well, uh, some of these I'm actually uh, kind of happy about this because it kind of kept me abreast of some cool things that are coming down mm-hmm. the pipeline. Things to be excited about. There's some things that I'm intrigued about, and there's some things that I don't give a damn about. Uh, but not many, frankly. Okay. So, did you look at the I, list? I, where, I where, did. where, how, how is your vibe? Partly, did I look at the list? Like, I don't do my homework. I, I know, of course. Who, who did are we talking to? Did I do to, a deep, deep know? dive like you did? No. Oh, I have, I have, I even thought about putting this into a Google oh Sheets, God. but then I realized that I'm premium. not a Zoomer. I don't pay for. <laughs> so I just put it in Notepad because I, I only use Windows apps that were around back when there was like uh, a number in, like, like, like a single digit in front of the windows, like uh, three. All right. You know, <laughs> so uh, what I thought we would do to help us stay on course was to just follow the article going down, right? And cool. so I'll, I'll mention it. You give me your hot take, and then I'll give you my probably complete opposite hot take. Ready? All right. Right. I'm Blade ready. Runner. I'm ready. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing the Blade foot thing. Runner, Blade Runner role playing game. Blade, Blade Runner. Okay. What do you think? I was probably the least impressed by this. What? You don't want a cyberpunk game that uses six-sided six-sided dice? It's not like we have that. That is a very, very intriguing description <laughs> that you have wielded. <laughs> I'm reading the article. It primarily uses six-sided <laughs> dice. It is cyberpunk. Right, but it... Uh... It's oh wait no I'm wrong about this one I'm sorry this one I I I did halfway like I got mixed up oh god I was this a little okay this is my feeling first I saw it people. this <laughs> is why I pay for premium Google Sheets I, I I didn't like the trailer because it didn't give me a single lick of information the article and as I deep dove it mm-hmm. and and like looked and like actually Googled mm-hmm. this thing I found out yeah okay cool and it's about solving cases there's an investigative aspect I thought cool cyberpunk investigations. They're doing. They're exploring themes in Blade Runner, which is cool. Those are some great themes. Not shocked about that. I just really didn't like the trailer. I thought the trailer was like not that flashy, and then also gave no information about it, as opposed to say, Cody and Crow. But we'll get to that later. But that that's that's a trailer that gave you information. This was like fucking cyberpunk, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you that was to it. Read more. They give you you know links to click on it, and and it's just. But to me, for me. I don't see why this is a highly anticipated game. We have this game a couple times over. Like I, I, it just, I, for me, I was like, I, no, this is this is a world I've already explored. Like I don't need this game. Fair enough. So you don't think that the world of Blade Runner has anything more to add than the generic cyberpunk aspects we've generally encountered? If I'm a Blade Runner the movie fan and I play Shadowrun. I can bring all the Blade Runner elements I want into my Shadowrun game. I think you're kind of right. I think you could probably take Cyberpunk Red or Shadowrun and, and tell the story yeah. you want to tell, yeah. right? I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I mean, if I'm a fan of it, I can already do those things. I don't need this game. But 
cool. I know there are big fans of Blade Runner out there. And and I hope, you know, God bless. I hope they love it. It's not something I'm like going to be, you know, overjoyed about or like look at Gen Con to pick up or or order online or sell digital seas. I'm not doing that. Not for this one. We should mention it uses the alien RPG system. Mm-hmm. So we should at least yeah. mention that. That is the mechanics that uh, that power the game. It's the same people who mm-hmm. made Alien. So if you like that system whereby you have like an added mm-hmm. stress, and then over time that stress makes you, and this is a cool part of the mechanic, it makes you better. Like the more stress you have, the more badass and cool mm-hmm. you are, except you are closer mm-hmm. to death, which has a cool movie narrative aspect. You know, in all the movies, the character gets a cool last moment before they go down, and that mechanic leads to that. So that's there there that's what we got all right avatar legends the role-playing game avatar last airbender that whole thing which i've watched the anime i get it Eh. okay i know there's probably a lot of people that are really eager about this one because they like the idea of you know wielding those kinds of powers and that's great again for me i mean it's 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 apocalypse world inspired yeah for me it's not like it's not something I would play. Is that, do you don't care about the world that much? Or is this, you didn't see much grabbing you? Or you don't feel like there's enough I there? Like the I, I'm not I'm a big not a Avatar big, fan. Yeah, I've never big, seen it. I, I'm not a big fan of the setting. I mean, it's not something like, it's not something that when I watched the, the show, I went, oh, it'd be great to explore that. I didn't, like, no. It, it didn't, it didn't, like, grab me in that way. And I know there are people that love it. But I just, it, it didn't do anything for me, this one. Fair enough, and I I haven't seen Avatar, so I really can't speak to that. I did see a biplane like machine gunning stuff and people on horseback casting spells. That's cool as shit. There's a apparently they're one of the neat aspects of the game is there's yeah. different eras. They have five different eras mm-hmm. you can play in uh, between various like modern and, and ancient. So that's cool. It also concerns me because the more you try to split something up, the less good it is. Like. I still have this dream in my head of making a GURPS game, but like nobody plays GURPS because it's not the best at anything, which is the problem with it. It's If there was one gaming system on Earth, it would probably be GURPS or some kind of shit, but you can do whatever you want to do with GURPS better with something else. And I, and I worry about having five different eras and how you're going to make anything that's applicable without overtaxing yourself or being mm-hmm. too generic. In this age... You have, and, and they said you can you can be a an avatar. You can be like the wielder of power, or you can be a martial mm-hmm. character, or you can be a tech based character. Okay, you're gonna make five different eras of martial and tech based characters that are balanced and work and good and not like that. Oh, go, good luck with that. It's also powered by the apocalypse, which I am really down on because I do not like that system particularly, and yet it seems to be every damn where. Like everyone and their brother is making a PBTA game. It's not. It is it's like not the. Bad. I don't. I don't have an issue with it. It's. It doesn't seem overly taxing. You know what I mean? It's like the Chevy small block engine. <laughs> you could have put it into every goddamn thing, you know, for thirty years, and it's mm-hmm. fine. But I tend to like more crunch, mm-hmm. and I just like I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm I'm being unfair, but but again, biplane, horseback, magic. That there's a scintilla of a chance, but and it's outside my wheelhouse. There you go. Maybe if you're a big Avatar yeah, fan. Yeah. So we're so so far. You know what? We're we're being tough no. critics here. We're not going to tell you like here's ten games. Go no, buy no, them no. all. No. That's no. No. I mean, if you're a, if you're a fan of the Avatar world, cool. You're going to love this. I'm sure you're going to love it. 
Uh, and I think that whole being able to play in the five different eras, it, it depends on which aspect that you enjoyed about the story. And, and, and I like, I mean, I get it. It's, it seems a bit like, you know, made for the fans and that's wonderful. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. I, I will add one thing if they do, it, it would be really cool or for a GM to do that. And that is to take your five eras and have a, a legacy of your character. So you start off with your campaign in, in era one. Mm-hmm. And then you play a character, and then like you would have era two with all new characters, and they could be the sons, nephews, friends, or, or what, there'd be some legacy aspect of the previous story that was told for a cool little continuity boost. One to be like super high speed low drag, do the reverse order, play in era five, and then you tell a story. And now you say, okay, we're going to tell a prequel to that story. Mm-hmm. Go to era four. So there, if if somebody takes that and tells a badass story. Or, or this particular rule set, which sacrifices maybe a specific crunch for that. That would be a cool way to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. It would be. So there you go. That's my pitch on that. All right, now we go on. I think I hate the most. Yazaba's Bed and Breakfast. I read this and I was like, I, I don't, like, why would I want to do this? This is not. Or uh, this is awful. This, I hate it. So you explain it. This is the first notes. So in my notes, I have this is the first thing I wrote. What in the name of hippie Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I just I feel like this game and this description was designed to piss us off. And I'm trying to be open minded. I need you to come I, over here with I, me. I, I, Come I over here to the no, hippie Jesus I can't land. Be open-minded on this. Be squishy. No. We have to no, hug it out. No. We gotta hug it out. Just imagine a big old I'll warm just, hood. I, I'll just read the words I read and then went, "Ew." Slice of life setting that bucks more than a few standard tabletop trends. For one, the playable characters aren't blank slates, but the five fully realized residents of the establishment. I'm like, I don't even get to do character generation. Like, you took that from me. And you call yourself a tabletop RPG? No. But wait. All right. Let's give it a minute. All right, fine. It's just like if I was in a game for pre... I've played pre-generated characters. Whatever. All right, fine. But then I go on to read... Groups will explore bounded chapters wherein guests arrive. Because it's a bed and breakfast, everyone. Often with a complication on their heels... Prompting whoever isn't busy with chores or cooking to attend to their needs. So now I'm role-playing as a hospitality service employee? This is the escapism I'm looking for? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I would like to to preface my response by saying I'm getting everything you're saying. Everything about me that's tr- that, that, is, that is the way that I have thought. I'm trying to be open-minded. Okay. So, yeah, it's a pre-gen character. And it's bounded episodes. I think that the purpose of this is to explore emotional spaces and emotional stories and to kind of work out that uh, in the same way one might exercise or lift weights, work out your empathy muscles. Like get those pumping and let's have a nice, squishy, open hearted, be vulnerable and hug it out and sing Kumbaya. And yeah, that's real fucking squishy. And I'm from an era where we like that's not how. I was raised. But now the world is more gentle and more caring and more loving. And that's great. We won. We made the world better. And now we can all hug and get along. And that's what this game's about. 
I would like to read to you what they said about. I, I was trying to understand it. They beat another hit game, uh, and there and there was a uh, describing of that game and its mechanics that said, during play, everyone will perform a few bingos and whoopsies, some of which will be specific to a character or added as part of a chapter. Bingos are described as moments when characters fully assert who they are to express growth, while whoopsies are akin to a bad habit, an old fault, that might negatively affect progress on a journey back. Each character's whoopsie might be another's bingo, which creates an interesting interplay between characters. For example, one of Gertrude's whoopsies is to reject the help of someone else, and that can be a prime setup for a meal's make someone's life easier without them realizing it bingo. Each character's journey is unique to the specific challenges they're facing. There you go. So... That's very squishy, and I, I just feel like you and I, you know, there is an age difference there, but I feel like both of us are from generations that are far less squishy than this yet, right? Yeah. No, I'm reading this. Uh, well, I'm reading, Wander home, players avoid dice altogether, and instead spend time describing their shared emotional journey. Yeah, like, that's just something that is not, that like, all of my internal defense, like, I, I guess this is where I'm from. I, I feel like if I were to embrace this game, that Every 12-year-old bully I had 20 years ago is going to come out of the woodwork and call me, like, a slur. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's just... It's bad. A, a slur regarding one's sexuality. I would mm -hmm. say it that way. Like, you're not allowed to be squishy when I was a kid. You would get fucking railed and just ragged on and just shit on all the mm -hmm. time. Well, now, apparently, these Zoomers are all loving each other and expressing their emotions and supporting each other with empathetic wonder well i can fuck great good for them i can understand the application used for this i i can i understand what you're saying i get it it's just not Luke, we all did a whole bunch me. of mushrooms this is not i don't <laughs> want i don't want to role play being an employee at a bed and breakfast where i have to help other people solve their problems i don't uh, i that's not what i want to do with my free time other people, they may love it, and it's great. And like you said, it's it's not about, you know, it's it's not about the conquesting and the fighting. It's about you know learning how to deal with others, interpersonal communication, you know, an emotional journey, as Wanderholm says it. I, I that's fine. Collaborative storytelling, okay. It's just not. I do not anticipate this. I do not want to look at this game. I don't want to demo this game. I don't want anything to do with this game. But if other people want to do it. Have at it, have fun. Not my, just not where I want to be in 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 as in a tabletop RPG. This is not the one I'm looking for. I hear you. Do, do you think part of it would be is a vulnerability? Because I'll say that it would be. I think it would be really hard for me to play this game because I feel like it requires one to be like very very open, and and that's it's it's hard for a lot of people. I don't know. You, is, that, a, is that a part of it a at all? I mean, I've I've we've both been in actual play podcasts where sometimes our characters have to be vulnerable and, and it's more than just the action. There's, there's character development and you, you have to be vulnerable and do, and that's fine. I'm okay. It's not that it's just this okay. weird premise of your role is to do the chores and the cleaning, but you also have to help these other people with whatever issue they're ha And I'm like, that's not what I want to, it's not what I want to, I guess maybe for RPGs, to me, like I'm used to being the 
I don't want to say hero, but I'm used to being the the one that moves the story along, not being like, this feels like I'm role-playing the secondary character to the main person who has the thing. And now I'm just, as a secondary character, supporting cast, going to help them resolve the thing. And maybe that's not what it is, but that's how I'm reading it. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to play this. And character generation, to take that from me, is just, I, I, I like creating the character. I like doing that. And like, this feels like they've stripped things away. And it's, it's a way to teach people, young children, teens, whatever, that maybe have an emotional issue or a delay in development of something. And they're using this to help teach them empathy or to teach them interpersonal communication. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. I see the application. It's not an RPG that I think is going to be very mainstream. It's not the next right, D&D 5e, I'll tell you that. It's not the next D&D 5e. Well, <laughs> This is this would be accurate, although you know. There, well, there you go. So, do you want to show me? Show me. Move along know, to Pendragon. Feel like I said shitty things about Yazaba's bed and breakfast, but I didn't. I understand the application. It's just not. All right. No, I, I, I think it's just not our. I don't think it's necessarily our speed. I would give it a shot just to make myself do a thing that I don't well, think I would. I like. hope we find that. But that, but for it, you. that would be it. And I hope we can have you demo it at Gen Con. That's the first thing I'm looking up and buying a ticket for you. I feel like if we all did a whole lot of shrooms, that they would like it would be a really I cool shrooms. I do have the edible <laughs> rings, but not the shrooms. Um, so I'm just we've only okay. talked we've talked about three right now, and I am an avid tabletop RPG player, but I'm telling you, you nobody's and you're just full of haterade. Nobody is going to think I am because again, King Arthur Pendragon Sixth Edition could uh. not care less how many times we got to beat this dead horse. Let it go. Fuck, <laughs> I just I, I I was I was like this is this is a head turner for me or head scratcher because I'm like where was the first five? I've never heard of this shit at all. <laughs> like at least these things are anticipated or at least break, like say what you will about Yaziba. <laughs> it's a new yeah, thing, yeah. okay? So you can anticipate, hey, this is a new flavor of ice cream that's never been invented, and even if it sounded fucking weird, I would try it. This is the sixth edition, and it's highly mm-hmm. anticipated. Never mm-hmm. heard of it. And it is, when you read about it, it's all about Arthurian tale, right? Okay, so that means the story of this game. And who can play this game? Like, this is like the Mitt Romney of games. It is the whitest, straightest fucking thing. Your characters are all Arthurian knights. So white dudes. Cool, 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 cool. And then we'll have, get married and have children, and you will play their legacy heirs. So, okay, so everyone's just white male straight. I mean... Unless you really you bend, bend it. it, you could do whatever you want. It's your, it's your Camelot. Do whatever you want. But who does anyone give a shit about the who Camelot? Who cares like, about really? it? Like, let it go, guys. I, I don't get it. I just you know. don't get the fascination with the author. All you know that King Arthur Merle. I just don't get the fascination. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's because I'm not a dude. I don't know. Like, is it a thing? No, no, it's not. Don't blame us for this okay. shit. Right, it right, it right. was, it was a thing a thousand oh, yeah. years ago. It's like VHS used to be really good. Now it is not. We have new shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like if it was, if I was some like you know, dirty peasant from a thousand years ago, I would think the story was fucking amazing. I'd be over there. But now we have like Tolkien, and then we're good. We don't need this anymore. So Merlin, it's great that they uh-huh. invented that shit. And so thank you, Arthurian legend, Knights of the Round Table. You inspired the uh, concept of paladins, probably wizards. 
don't care. It, it, it sounded a little bit like the. There is one thing I want to mention, just for those who are interested. If you're an Arthurian legend fanboy, it felt a little like the Western version of the Five Rings that Banff was on about. Honor is the core of the game. You're there to get yeah. honor, Chivalry. right? And you can, yeah. and you can, yeah, and you can get it by doing the yeah. right thing. But then you have to. It's almost like saving face, and you can give a good speech or defeat enemy. It felt very much like the East or the the Western version of the Five Rings. Samurais and knights are extremely mm-hmm. analogous. Both are based on was it fiefdoms and the uh, the mm-hmm. system of government feudalism that I was trying to remember. But uh, but I don't really give a sh- uh, that, it's not my jam. Uh, yeah. I'll say that it is not. I my... mean, unless like yeah. in the rule book, like because to me, like you know, knights you're very paladiny, and you know we all know how we feel about paladins. But unless there's like strict rules for chivalry, and if your character does anything to step a toe out of line. There's some hard repercussions. I mean, maybe, but who really wants to delve that deep into the code of chivalry? I just, I just, uh, yeah, like I like paladins more do. than you do, but I also admit that they can exist really. Like, you, you, it's it's good to have one Captain America. Mm-hmm. You don't want like four. Can you think of a worse movie than four Captain Americas? Not that they wouldn't be effective, but fuck, right? I like, that's it's a bit dry. Yeah. Yeah, just, not, just being straight. Yeah, yeah, but, you no, know. no, I get you. I get you. So, so so far we're at the, what four through this thing, and it's we're just been ill right? open. We've agreed we're just on the shitting first on this thing. You know, we don't like new, new stuff. stuff. All right, but I'm about to turn it around. Here we go. I got excited. Mothership, first edition, sci-fi horror. I'm excited too. Now, we already have this game. It's called Aliens. But here's the thing. To me, Aliens is very specific lore, whereas this seems to be more, like, open-ended. You can, like, do a lot of your own stuff in it, and it's just the space horror backdrop. Yeah. I watched a Uh video on this. Like, I actually pulled up somebody going through the rule book, and I'm thinking, like, like, like an alien, you don't really fight the alien. You can't win. Mm Mm-hmm. And... They say in this one, it's an OSR-style game, which I'm trying to still figure out what OSR means. Apparently it means you yeah. get murdered, and you have to uh, be very, very creative and smart yeah. in your play. Not just use your number. Yeah, you remember, you but know having early said that, D&D, right? I'm just to tell you, OSR, early D&D, because we did an episode of this before you were on the show. You, like, you, know, you had the encumbrances, you had to wait, you had to worry about that stuff. Back then, it's like, it's like taking those numbers, like really crunchiness and... Making sure like you can't carry that much stuff, so you can't take all that gold you found, blah, blah, blah. And, well, you have to keep track of your water and your food rations. You've been in this dungeon for how long? You don't have this now. So it's a little more hardcore, and you do have a very real threat of death. So it's a little – it's like D&D, but, like, I think on hard mode. Okay. That's uh, – I, I would like to play one of these style games, but they mentioned that. I'm looking at the rule book, and uh, so I'm thinking psychor. That means combat's not going to be a, uh, as big of a deal. But I was wrong. There are, there's a whole gun section, and guns do cool stuff. And I love guns. I'm a redneck. So that was cool. But it also meant you could tell different stories. And in that same video, and I should probably go find it, and I'll link it in the in the out-of-character chat when this person is like flipping through the rule book, kind of page by page. They had a, a module. Like somebody wrote an actual module for this game, even though it's like not out yet or not or out in limited numbers. And it seemed to have a very interesting mix of, of things. There's like social aspects, lore and plot, but also like spaceship design. You, you design your own spaceship and it matters. And you have uh, a very limited class system. It's like Teamster, 
the blue collar workery people, scientist, your doctors, your smarties, soldier, and then android, which felt weird. Each of them levels up in their own way. Like, you, like to be a soldier, you need to like be a badass. To be an, if you're an android, you have to interact with alien tech in order to gain experience or, or hit your next level. But it's it di- it didn't seem to be like an alien where it's all about running away, trying to survive, and inevitably dying. It seemed to be a bit more universal. Yeah. So I could make this game where combat was a was a star of the show if that's what we mm-hmm. wanted to do, or I could make it to where it was more escaping and psyche and and in psych horror or more. Um, like social and, and trying to to bargain and work things out. It, and there's there's a lot there that really seemed to be like, this is interesting. It also had some nice actual endorsements. I hate to give it up to the elite, but there was like four or five reviewers that, that were kind of heavyweights that were praising this game, saying it's a D&D killer. It's going to be huge. Not, it was not, not like, look at our flashy trailer, or in the case of Blade Runner, look at our shitty non-flashy trailer. It was like, People who play games and review them and do this a lot were plugging this game. I think this could be pretty interesting. I mean, we'll see. I know there's a lot of stuff in this space. You've got like like Traveler, I think, is out there. You have the Alien system. There's there's a few people who've tried to make space work. I think the particular flavor on this one is they want to make it where where it is, where space is the star of the show. Space is purely lethal. You have an air league. You're just dead, You're just, or you have about ten minutes to solve the problem, or something like that. And it's vast and empty and indifferent and highly dangerous. I think they're trying to make that the big problem in the game. Anyway, that's my. I've been rambling here for a minute, but I, no, I'm excited. I, I, I this one looked looked really neat, and I I would definitely like to uh, give this one a go. If I were to see it at uh, Gen Con, I I think I would sign up on this one. Um, Indeed. We should the look next that. one is Coyote and Crow, and I know our server, the Without a Net Discord server, has kind of talked about this a little bit. I just, I don't know. It didn't capture me. I am really on the mm. fence. Man, I'm on the fence about this game mm. because I see why you're saying it doesn't capture you. It seems like they're making a whole new RPG. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if we just sat down and made D and D. Like it's it like it's its own thing, but and they're not making D and D, but they just want to make an RPG game. But they wanted to make it where there, there was no quote European baggage. That's one of their lines, and they do that. Like I'm like I, I really don't like the whole like noble savage trope. I don't like it when white people do it. I don't like it when natives do it. The whole they're just a people group, and shit went wrong and it was bad, and collectively, we're sorry y'all. It was a mistake. So, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't have this weird reactionary. Um, we are people of the land, and we will heal. It, it's not so much that. It's just what if it literally never happened? It kind of gave me a Star Wars vibe, in that there's all this tech, but the world still feels very empty. Like you never see in Star Wars communication over long distances, unless it is with very powerful. Like stations or ships or pl- even then, like you didn't like pick up the phone and call Tatooine. But you could have a spaceship that flew in, you know, across the desert, but also space, and that's a very that's that's that's, that's a lot harder to do. And this felt that way. There's spaceships, there's magic, but there's also a recovering after an apocalypse or uh, an, an ecological disaster, just kind of like described a little, or, or alluded to, not so much, just no real details. So nature is torn asunder. There's different tribes. There's magic. There's tech. 
they even had kind of like a midichlorians thing where they had this plant called like the addenda or something or and they issue like a vial of it so there's this magical like plant juice that gives you the the umph the mojo but then but there's no focus on like p- political stuff there is no like european you know europe never came here and we have this whole continent called turtle island and whatnot and we now interact with like prussia like it's just not even there like the the entire planet seems to be devoid of anything but a north american continent that developed technology had an ecological disaster and now is in a kind of star warsy place where there's like religion and magic but in tech but also the world's not been developed very much there's still quite a bit of isolated foresty areas and whatnot but so okay that's a cool idea but like what is what is the real hook it's just D, but hey europe didn't happen mm-hmm. i mean okay that's not enough yeah. for me to really like care yeah. and i would feel also kind of weird playing a native american <laughs> because it would feel a little bit what's what's the word plastic shaman mm-hmm. i think is what they say like i am i am eagle long feather and i am like jesus christ like that's a bit and uh my you spirit animal is the raccoon are. No, but I would like to not play things we've had a long history. Like, I went what? to a school where we had the Chiefs, and you and then a white guy like the full regalia going, ho, 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 and that's fucking, that's a little fucked up. So maybe I should, like, cool my jets on that shit generationally for, like, mm-hmm. a minute. Like, we had the, we just got rid of the Washington Redskins. So, maybe, I'm just saying, maybe not that. I would feel a little awkward. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying I would feel a little awkward in the context of the situation. Yeah, I just, it's just, mm. I don't know. I I just it didn't it didn't capture me to go like oh yeah I'll give that a shot. It just didn't yeah yeah wasn't wasn't uh, not what I'm looking for I guess just not didn't appeal. Do you think it's kind of like here's an RPG not D and D but here's like a generic mm-hmm. RPG for people who don't want to do European because D and D feels even at its bare bones it feels very Europeanish right wizards and paladins even fucking druids mm-hmm. are kind of. Is, is a European is so this is just we're gonna get, we're, we're, like no more trappings of this shit. It's just a goddamn <laughs> game without any of this European bullshit. No chainmail, no plate armor. Maybe mm-hmm. who knows? So maybe we're either there you go. Ouroboros. Curious how you feel Oracles about this. Of the serpent. I no. It's a no for me, dog. I am a gigantic mm-hmm. Blizzard slash Warcraft nerd. Mm-hmm. I have kind of cooled my jets as I have awoken to the realization that the only storyline that Warcraft's had for literally the past 20 years, maybe longer, is corruption of hero. Like, it's just it. Like, the heart of the planet is being corrupted by these, like, like that, that's, that's their big storyline. Like, a creature, li- I don't mean corruption by, like, temptation, but, like, literally puts a tendril around you or some shit, and you're evil now. Like, mind control, corruption type of thing. That's all they've done for 25 fucking years. And I still like halfway keep up the storyline. And every time I visit my friend who will show me the cinematics, that's all it is. Like Anduin gets mind controlled by the jailer. Mind control. Savannah's mind controlled by the lich. It's just mind control, mind control, mind control all the way down. And I'm kind of over mm-hmm. it. So we have Chris Metzen. He was a creative director of like Blizzard for like 20 something years. I have the books where he was drawing art back in 95. So I, w- I want to be a fanboy. I like a lot of his shit. I like a lot of his art. I like a lot of his stuff. I'm hoping he's got a little bit more. I saw the book 
that uh, the the kind of the world he made seemed like super generic. And then there was like two characters that were in this book that were kind of previewed, or, or I, I'm not sure if they were races or like a character, but one was like a shapeshifter, and it was like the wolf guy, and one was this druidish kind of looking like it was like it was like a fighter soap play. This is a five E compatible mm-hmm. book. It's a setting. It's a setting. Yeah. And so the race that they bring in is a wolf guy. Well, we already kind of have changelings, mm-hmm. right? We have we have wolf people. If you want to be a wolf person, you can be. But this is a specific wolf people. It's like civilization doesn't like them, but they're the ones who fear civilization because you know how civilization is always encroaching on the trees and shit. Like, okay, that's pretty banal. And this is a fighter, and she's like, she fights for balance, and they get an aspect of nature, so it's like a fighter chick with, like, antlers. That's cool. You pick, like, a a bestial deal, and you get that thing. Maybe you would get, like, hooves or something, or you would get, like, I don't know if you become a quadruped, but you would get a thing. Like, well, she got antlers, maybe you'd get, like, badass teeth, and you could bite the shadow people. I don't know. But, okay, because, again, it's all about balance. It It feels very... California hippie-ish, which Chris Messon totally is. Like, you know, hey, man, like, cities and civilization encroach on nature. And what about, like, the balance of nature? Like, okay, buddy. That's just not my jam. Uh, I'm cynical that way. It does have that tattooish Ouroboros system where you get, like, a tattoo of a snake, mm-hmm. the Ouroboros, that, you know, the snake eating its own tail. And this lets you do magical abilities, and anyone can do that. But it comes at a cost. That's a cool mechanic. It seems okay. It doesn't seem like it's enough to. I'm just not seeing the thing that's gonna. That's the killer app, or you know. So I'm not seeing like the, the the reach out and grab me type of deal. It did have a cool setting. Oh, oh yeah, that's what it was. The setting of the, uh, like there was a picture of one of the cities, and it was very late 18th century. And I do think there should be more games in that kind of steampunkish era. There's like suspension bridges. Tall Notre Dame like cathedrals, which I know Notre Dame is old, but it, was, it had all the steel and there was like smokestacks. So this is D and D set in like 1880 ish, like tech wise. That could be interesting, uh, but I'm it, skeptical. It, it, this one just uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's it's not literally a new RPG. It is a new setting that works with D and D five e. So it's just a, a new lore, new maps, new new setting. There, there's uh, the the World of Warcraft's designer, uh, a burgeoning youth movement powered by music, races in the desert, and the high fantasy equivalent to Burning Man. That alone made me go, nope. <laughs> I will, I will bet anyone a thousand dollars. Chris Messon has regularly uh-huh. attended yeah, Burning yeah. Man. So I just, <laughs> it, yeah, it, this this just did not appeal at all. I, I just feel like. One of the key aspects of D&D, because it's very monster-based, is that civilization is on the weaker side of things. Otherwise, you would have a different world. Like, you have a world where civilization only is starting to be the powerhouse that it's going to be. You know, where there's generally a world without magic, like our own. But there are dragons and, and scary things and beholders and, and liches, and they're off. In the, and so civilization has these little enclaves. And then you go off and you do the thing and you get rich because there's all these old legends of yore and treasures and baddies. And, but in a world that's got like suspension bridges and trains and machine guns, those things fall away. Like, say what you will about red dragons and beholders. You know, a Tomahawk cruise missile will fuck them right up, right? So, like, at some point, there's kind of like this, 
this point where they don't get to win anymore and be the threat. So I don't understand how you have a city where you've got literal smokestacks pumping out heavy industry, but you still are worried about those parts of the map where there be dragons. I think I think that D and D only works in that. I don't think you can have a Shadowrun or a Cyberpunk D and D. I just don't think it because you would just call in like the army. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious how that's going to work. Anyway, ranting on that. All right, the next one, Cyborg. A rules-light system that prioritizes dungeon crawling and the very real possibility of character death set among the future of, uh, in the future, with digital noise, glaring static, a nano-infested doomsday RPG. Just yep. no. You're, right? Just no. Just no. And I, rules-light, rage-heavy, nano-infested doomsday. Grungy, dungeon crawly, high chance of character death, OSR. Your, this is a quote. Your character is not having a happy mm-hmm. life. And they're not the big heroes. Because when the campaign ends, the world ends. And you burn the book. And that's it. <laughs> well, fuck that. <laughs> if there's one thing I can't stand, it's nihilism. <laughs> Nothing you do matters. It's all going to be the same in the end. This is the, And it's made by, I think, some uh-huh. Swedish people. This is the most like Swedish fucking thing. I have ever encountered this like weird, like deeply dark. Nothing you do matters. It's all nothing in the end. Like Jesus, like that's what you want to. That's the world you want to be in. And I think I also read that somewhere you start off with nothing. Like you're you're in debt and you have to clear this debt for some reason. And uh, it's just it's, I just don't see why anyone would be would want to be in this mental space. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's it seems like, you know, when you when you look at it it looks like they're they're trying to do D and D OSR but for Cyberpunk. And so, you know, go play Shadowrun on hard mode now. Where you keep track of your bullets and, you know, all that stuff. Uh it's just I don't know. I don't want to play on hard mode, I guess. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just lazy and I don't wanna play on hard mode. And that's why it doesn't appeal to me, but I just I don't know. It just didn't seem it felt lacking. Like I needed a bit more information or I needed you to like give me something to like care about it because right now all I got is just very generic. It's in the future and it's high tech. Good luck. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks. I'm just not. Well, by, by the way, Shutter Run, you count your bullets, or you better, goddammit. That's that's a real thing. Oh Shutter God. Run's crunchy. Say what you will. Count yeah, your bullets. Kind of bookkeeping uh, my players, to be honest. Oh, well, they, well then they're, they're counting their bullets, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't see anything here, and, and the nihilism of it really turned me off. I just can't stand the idea that player choice doesn't matter. And if you want to make some argument that it all matters how you do it in the end, and but that'd be a different story. Like, the world's ending. There's a weird squishy RPG. The world's ending in one day. Role play it out with whatever character you want. Do you do you uh, go off in a world of hedonism or like what? Well, it's more of a what would you do question than really a game. But that's not here. This is the world's ending. So do a dungeon crawl, and then the world blows up. Yeah. Nah, I don't need that. I'm a little bit more escapist, mm-hmm. admittedly. So I'm I'm good. I'm, that's a that's a that's a pass for old cotton. So. so this next one made me think of you. I looked at this and I was like, I think he's going to like this one. Sky Raiders of Abarax. It 
felt steampunky to me. Steampunky. It didn't seem steampunky to you? Oh, it no, did. it did. Yes, I was oh, yeah, steampunky. Yeah. And it made me, I thought, oh, he's going to like this. So, But this one, it's it's a, um, the uh, Dragonlance authors uh, created a world of sky pirates and fantasy empires that promises to be more than a book of lore with big names attached to it. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to be a sky pirate. But what I do like about it, what I do like is they have this app this living tome system, which allows you to interact with the setting books uh, in a, I guess, in a more real way than just reading printed pages. Um, but also you can um, message players, you can message the game master privately, and you can like track the uh, changes to the map. So I was like, oh, that's kind of neat that they built this app to work with it. So I like that. I liked that one aspect. Uh, it looks like their marketing's on point because they've got dice bags, dice, the app, the books. It seems like they're 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 polished up and good to go. It's just it doesn't seem like a setting that I want to explore, but I thought it was one you would. Yeah, I I I, I can't disagree with anything you said. I, if you don't want to be a sky pirate, I yeah. don't know uh, who hurt you as a child <laughs> that makes you not want to be a fucking sky pirate. What part of those words? Not sky. Everything is cool. Pirates are cool. Uh -huh. Sky pirate. Like I don't need to ride on a zeppelin. I, I don't say it. Or a blimp. I'm okay. I've seen those games though. They're pretty. Okay. Cool. The minis, little flying so, ships. Those are cool. Uh yeah. If you if you have imagination, wow. this game might be for you. This wow. if you have an appreciation or not, not, no, I, I'll take it back. Not an imagination, but a certain a certain whimsy that that one must have for sky piracy. Uh, I did like the app. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. You could share secrets with people. I saw one example where a player was possessed, so you get a little like boop from the GM that says, "Hey, you're possessed." So. Heads up, and that's one thing I wish there was more of, a, uh, a a level of discreet communication. I have done that in my own games with uh, index cards. There'll be a situation where I say there's going to be just kind of a role, a history, and I'll write something on a piece of paper, and if you hit threshold, you get the card, and you can share it with these people. But that's okay and time-consuming, and it would be cool especially to have a lot of things set up beforehand or to have that as part of a module, I can share information discreetly, and it would be popping up on people's apps. You know, that would be a, a cool yeah. way to do it. The, the only thing I would say that I would I would hope would happen is that if I wanted as a GM to send out a secret message like, "Hey, you're possessed," so act like it. I would hope that I would be able to send false messages to everyone else because if just if it's like you see an evil you see a dark spirit swirling around and like player X's phone goes off and they're like huh well, that's okay then what are you really accomplishing right like it's not, not like people don't already know and if they're good at metagame they were going to anyway I would like everyone's phone to Bing and everyone has to look at it and the other four people out of five get like a message saying like nothing or even like like a distractor. Like nothing of interest, so they they don't know who the one is uh, who got popped. I don't know, just an idea. But I love I love the idea. It also colored in maps. They didn't show this, but they mentioned it. I'm doing Tomb of Annihilation, a D and D module. There's a giant hex crawl. There's a big blank map. It, and I actually printed off a map that's uh, like two pieces of paper by two pieces of paper, like eight by elevens, and print. And, and the players will or I will color it in. 
wouldn't it be cool as I explore that hex crawl for that map to slowly reveal itself to be the finished map that I, as the mm-hmm. GM, have? Yes, that'd be cool as shit. So I, I actually really like the idea of bringing in more interaction of apps to tabletop yeah, role-playing no, games. No, I'm all on board for that. All on board. I think it's great. It's just, yeah. I just I just don't want to explore this world specifically. It, it felt, uh, I thought we should do it some justice. Like, it, it felt like they were from Australia. It was a very Australia, like, there's a prison island. Your character was on it. They were born there. They've been there for a while. And then, like, the supply ships, or just the ships in general, stopped coming. And so you have whatever Australian-esque civilization you've built, and now you can leave, because no one, I guess, is enforcing the prison deal. You've just kind of been forgotten about. So it's a cool character start, but I don't know how rich the world is mm-hmm. beyond that. Yeah. The next one, Trophy Tabletop Role-Playing Game. I didn't like the description the article gave, so I actually did go to the Trophy website itself where I found better information. Trophy, a tabletop role-playing game of dark forests, doomed treasure hunters, and a world woven on a loom of rumor, history, and myth. I, I'm, a, I'm on board. I'm on board. I am mostly on board, but I also feel like I don't know how this game is played. Like, it seems like it's a little... Like, what is this game? Like, it seems yeah. really cool. But I don't know what the shit it is. It, it, like, this this feels like it could be four or five different games and, like, three or four of them I want to play. Right? Yeah. Is that kind of like how you feel? Of, it seems like there's a lot of... Op- it seems Cthulhu-esque, but just uh, you know, different. You know, just a little different. Um, Not as open-ended. Uh, but I thought it was, and the website's great. The trophy, trophyrpg.com. It it shows you character sheets. You can listen to the podcast. You can listen to, uh, you can watch playthroughs of it. So, I mean, there's a lot of info on here. So, I mean, it looks, it looks like they're trying to educate you on it. I, I, I love the premise alone. The premise alone had me hooked. I really, really like the premise. So here's the idea. You're, you're, yeah, you're these desperate treasure hunters. I know you go off into the into the, the woods or the whatever it is, and you have scenes or sets, and you're trying to get these hunt tokens, and you do hunts, and it's very apparently narrative. And you can use these things as a currency in the city to deal with the bonds that you have. Or or it was something, you know, I, think, I think it's bond or something. These things are weighing you down. You have issues. You have problems. and uh, Or if you take damage in the game, you can alleviate it. By turning in like these hunt tokens, where which represent the work you've done, searching for clues out in the forest, I think, or you can take them and use them to like complete the thing, and I, I guess unlock the treasure door. Again, little little vague on that. It does say all characters can have magic. They have their uh, like one of the slots is like backpack. Like, what do you have in your backpack? And I'm like, mm. anything with backpacks is a plus one for me. Uh, uh, and someone said, I think, in a comment that it reminded them of the adventure gear system from Dungeon World. I've never played Dungeon World. I would like to. But apparently there's a thing in Dungeon World where you have, like, an item called adventure gear. And you can, like, pop it open, and there's that piece of adventure gear you always needed that you didn't need, know that you needed. The crowbar, the piece of chalk, the twine, or God knows what. And you only have so many uses to find that, like, mundane item. And that seemed to be kind of a part of the game, too. So uh, I also want to mention there did appear to be three different mm-hmm. versions yeah. of the game based on their Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. These are the gold. They had um, Dark, Gold, and mm-hmm. Loom. Dark, psychological horror game of doomed explorers in a forest that doesn't want them there. Gold, D20, 
deep hidden places of the world, but more general. Uh, old school RP with modern techniques, that's noted that I had. And in Loom, system agnostic game system. So, like, what? So that's where it's just the bare bones type of deal. So it, it seems like they're... Yeah, that's confusing. I'm not 100% sure what they're trying to do there. I'm I'm willing to give it a go if I see it at Gen Con. I'll definitely uh, check it out. If there's a actual like demoing of it, I can get to an actual table game. I'm I'm there. This this looks good. Yeah, I think this is one that we need yeah. to do more research on, and could be really a uh, a dark horse come out of nowhere and blow the world up. And so at Gen Con, not only can you play the game if it's there, there. right? You could also observe people playing it. So I want to if I see this at Gen Con, I will be signing up for it. I want to see it, read it, watch it be played, play it. This is one that I just really can't get a handle on that I'm also interested in. Like, I, I don't know shit about Pendragon. I have no desire to play. I, I, I'm, I'm confused as shit about Trophy, but I, I do, I do, do want to play. play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the Pendragon thing. So I will also point out there's been one comment posted on this article where the individual says they've read the original Pendragon rulebook, and it's uh, such an incredibly interesting game, given that you're rewarded with not just riches, but families and descendants. So this seems to be like you want to build a dynasty, you want to like have you know descendants and keep playing, like you can just play through ages. If that's your cup of tea, there you go. You could do that. But like you said, it is very that, much that was a part non, of it. it is very much like Legend of the Five Rings just over here in Europe. Like I, I don't like I I don't want to do a long haul game. I don't want to be rewarded with families and descendants and land and power. I don't that's not I I just need a little bit more difference. Maybe I'm just being mm-hmm. not particularly imaginative, but in my head, I can't imagine there being five different characters with enough difference to like matter in any mechanical mm-hmm. sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just don't know how that works. You've got a person who's the captain America Knight. You have somebody who is the black Knight. You have somebody who's more neutral. All right. That's a lot of bases covered, right? Like we all swing swords and have shields. That guy rides yeah. a horse, big whoop. I, I just, I'm just not seeing the, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's something there again. It, this is the sixth edition. The other five apparently made somebody some money. So maybe I'm just really cutting it short. But again, I don't see how you play this game if you're like gay or a woman. Unless, again, you just say fuck history and uh, nights were women and dudes were back home. I I don't think I. Well, for people with an imagination, I think you can. I mean, who's to say it's whatever. You don't have to be historically accurate with it. So what? You're a chicken, you're a knight. Who cares? It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't have to be white straight male because that's where it is. It can be whatever you want. But it's just not something I mean, unless you did something like a like a Monty Python Holy Grail kind of a thing with it. Okay. And just had some fun with it. Then maybe. <laughs> that's what you should do. You should sit down and like write up the Monty Python expansion, <laughs> and that will become the only way people play this fucking game. In the same way, Daisy took over Arma, and everyone's like, "No, it's for real military stuff, not zombies." Fuck you, we're playing with zombies, <laughs> and you'll just be like, "Fuck you, it's my, it's a Monty Python simulator." But we have like real night stuff with honor, and you just put your thumb in your mouth and no go, horses, <laughs> only coconuts. blow my raspberry. Sorry, <laughs> only coconuts. Only coconuts. That's mm-hmm. all you get. 
<laughs> you can't afford a horse anyway. <laughs> God. So, uh, yeah, so Mothership Trophy. Basically the horror ones. That's it. That's it. The only ones I like, but I am a sucker for a horror-themed game. Uh, but the other one, no, I just, no, don't really, don't, didn't, didn't really, you know. I don't see, I mean, it's been asked by the people listening, Zakara and uh, Leal. Zakara's like, this list is all over the place. Who made this list? Like Polygon made the list. I don't know how they made the, how, who made, how they made the list as in who, how they, their criteria for choosing. But I, I don't, I don't know, but it was neat to kind of look at up and coming RPGs. It's just not a lot of them out there that would be appealing to me. And that's, you know, so now I, you know, that's why I stick with my, my tried and true. These are the ones I'm going to do. One one knock on Skywriters of Aberrax that, that mm. irritated me is in the in the trailer. There's a digital like the first thing you see is a digital cover of the book, and it says uh, like Skywriters of Aberrax. But then you see the actual, or you see like a digital. I, I may be getting it mixed up. Yeah, it's a digital version. But it says Skywriters of Andraconis. So they changed the title, and they didn't have like <laughs> the money to change the trailer. And I was like, huh. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Okay, that that's marketing's fumble, not the makers, yep. not the game designers. Yep. It's it's marketing's fumble there. So that's our list. Uh, I we looked at it though. I'm glad, I, I'll ask this. I want to ask you this: of the games that so we, we mentioned, two games were like really kind of like keying uh-huh. in on, right? Which one would you play if you had to pick one of the others? Like which which one is your C your C pick? Like uh, I'll give it a shot. Which one? If gun to my head, I had to play one of those other games. Yes, it is specifically a gun to your head. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no! Wow, oh, this hurts. I don't like this question. I can see like hands on your knees, like oh god! Oh, it's like oh, oh. oh I'm gonna be sick. I guess gun to my head. I'll go with Avatar Legends. Okay. It is definitely not that bed and breakfast one. I'll die first. That <laughs> that would be oh mine. I would God. do the bed and breakfast. It wouldn't one. be the world of Coyote and Crow, really. It seems kind of oh, generic to me. Okay. It just seems like generic RPG, but like Europe, Europe didn't happen. Europe don't reel. And that's, all right. That's that's your, <laughs> that's where you take offense. No, just born. I think it's. I think. I think that's all. It's not yeah. offense. It's just. It's actually the opposite. The Yazima thing seems to be the way the, the biggest out there, and so that's where I mm. trust myself the least when I'm sort of reliant. But the the, the Coyote and Crow seems unless man unless they kind of undersold the the lore mm. and the story, there is a chance. So maybe maybe it would be that one actually because the they they kind of did focus on their mechanics mm. a little bit, and I'm interested to see what's there lore wise. So maybe maybe that one yeah. to be fair okay. actually. The the other ones just didn't. I I feel like I understood them and then did not like them. So. Uh. So yeah, this one has gotten like I said a lot of chatter in the the WAN Discord. Bamps has talked about it. A couple other people and they seem like it's something they really want to explore. I didn't see what was so great, but between I mean, it it came down to. Avatar or this one would be what I would go for, and I went with Avatar because I knew that world. I'd seen the show, I knew I knew the lore somewhat, so I was okay with that being my gun to my head. I'll do that one. Yeah, maybe I'm just getting too wrapped up in that one mm-hmm. thing, or they, or maybe they spend a little bit too much time on that lore, saying, "Hey, 
what if like Europe didn't happen? And I'm like, yeah, we wouldn't have flight and electricity. And then that's kind of like the end of the it's, but I'm just being too close minded. And I'm not like really <laughs> I'm not giving anything. a fair shake. That was a joke. Everybody. But no, in, in all seriousness, maybe there is, they're, they're talking about that, but maybe like what they should have spent more time on is what is there. Like, hey, Europe don't reel, but here's like what actually happened. And they talked a little bit about it, magic, ecological disaster. But I guess I'm a little bit more like here are the X nations that have emerged. Here's something about how, yeah, I mean, maybe it's unfair of me. I want a little bit of like, like, what do you do? Are you fighting monsters? Is there like complicated mechanical monsters like beholders and red dragons and you have to go into their lairs? Is this socio-political intrigue? Is it about like, like, do you go off in your, in your resource hunting? I, I don't know how resource rich mm-hmm. these worlds are. I don't know what, or how combat works if it's key at all. I, I just didn't know much. It just felt like, hey, this is an RPG that didn't have your in it. Okay. That's I, maybe then you need more info, so you're going to have to play it and learn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe Bams and Oz are just sitting there with, like, the story to cook. Like, they've, they've got it like, this is the story I want to tell that has emerged in this kind of world. But it was just a world I felt like I didn't yeah. know a lot about. So I'm kind of being pulled that. Yeah, I kind of want to play that now. I kind of want to give it a shot Good. just to see what, what they're trying if to I say. Get one more person with the, away these people from with the these table stories. of Yaziba's bed and breakfast, I'm happy. You see what <laughs> That's I'm what you're here for. my duty. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <sighs> yeah, that's that's another episode in the can, as they say. There's no can. No, <laughs> the digital can. Digital can. Uh, <sighs> you okay? It's a tough one. Yeah, we agreed. it's a little worn out. We, we went through them. more than we disagreed. So this is getting weird because last episode we agreed a lot, and so I'm now. You know, questioning a lot of things. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you see that in such an ominous ass I mean, way. Am I turning into I'm a white gl- southern man, or are you turning <laughs> into? <laughs> I'm just maybe it's just a, I'm just been married long. I, every every day that goes by, I've just been married longer. I just say yes, dear. And I'm just it's like it's just reflexive. You've been beaten down, beaten man. There yeah. you go. I no longer have any of the uh, uh, <laughs> these urges to have opinions about shit. I just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this has uh, been interesting. This has been very interesting, but it's been uh, a, a a good discussion with you. I'm happy that we both dislike the same games and like the same games. So at that that part's there. Nice. We go. <laughs> if anybody out there disagrees with us or has an opinion or plays one of these games or or either now or in the future, yeah. let us know. Like, let us know your experience. Like, hey, uh, a cyborg was just like, holy shit, amazing. Yeah. Maybe you know? we're missing something. We're not seeing the appeal. Maybe yeah. Polygon's terrible at writing an article. Help us out. Give us more info. Tell us what we're missing. Yeah. What RPG did we miss, yeah. et cetera? Yeah. What did we miss that's coming out that Polygon didn't bring up, but we should have talked about? So I'd love to love to learn more. Tomorrow they're, they're like you know announced D and D six and we're like <laughs> <laughs> no it, they've already announced that it's years down the road two years down the road twenty twenty yeah so yeah but <sighs> all right well thanks everyone for listening thanks Leal and Sakara for listening live tonight and we'll see you all next time peace out y'all.